to the second week of the Kings of the North podcast. Thanks for coming back. We are here with uh, Professor Pigskin, representing the Minnesota Vikings, and also the Beefcake, representing the Green Bay Packers. What a first week it was, gentlemen. Um, both of you have a certain pep in your step. Nothing like a prime Posture is very good, I notice. And um, both of you kind of different kind of roads to success, and we're going to get into that here. But uh, thanks again for joining us again, Kings of the North podcast, second week, and this is a this is going to be fun because both of you are in good mood. So uh, let's definitely get started here. Talk about uh, what happened in the NFC North today, and we're going to go to the water cooler because, to be honest, both of you look a little dehydrated. Looks like uh, you both had long weekends celebrating. So uh, let's go to That's the water right. cooler here. Um, and we're going to start off with the loser teams, reject teams, um, and we're going to start off with Professor Pigskin. Tell us about what happens with the Lions and the Cardinals, oh my. It may, it may be only September, but the Professor is shivering because hell has frozen over after the Lions won this week 35-23. Uh, but don't be fooled, the Cardinals were only flying with one wing after star running back David Johnson went down with an injury. Can the Lions wound a star player in every game they play this year? Or is this just a start to a 1-15 season? The professor says, bet on the latter. Wow. Wow, well, over, over in the Windy City, we had the Atlanta Falcons reigning NFC Championships. And the NFC Champions come on down, take on the disgusting Chicago Cubs themselves. Outside of a, outside of a big 88-yard touchdown reception, the Cubs did handle them, but the Dolphins came out with the win. Whoop! <laughs> Invoking Berman early on. Oh, well, it was kind of the ups and downs of the NFC North, um, and I think you're definitely hearing some clear division between the top and the bottom, uh, at least early on, but that remains to be seen. But let's go to the, let's go to the purple. Um, and uh, Professor Pigskin, why don't you go ahead and uh, talk about what happened this week and uh, give us a good surmise. Well, Rob, with Randy Moss in attendance, Sam I Am Bradford and Stefan Can You Digs It paid tribute to the greatest wide receiver of all time while the stout Vikings defense took a switch to Adrian Peterson's hopes of a homecoming win. Brett Favre and Brad Childers are smiling as the Vikings dominate the dirty, cheating New Orleans Saints 29-19. And Beefcake, tell us about how Green Bay fared. Well, we had a grinder in Town this week <laughs> that I was lucky enough to attend with my good friend, wrestler downtown Petey Brown. Yeah. Ty Montgomery carried the load as the Green Bay Packers steamrolled the Seattle Seahawks in a gritty win that resulted in defense and field position. Wow, you've Oof. never made field position sound so sexy. Beefcake. It always is. Well, let's get into it a little bit. Um, let, let's start with the purple. Now, Professor Pigskin, you got to be impressed by how the offense looked, particularly in the second half, wouldn't you say? Oh, super impressed. Those points are going up on the scoreboard left and right. Oh, man. Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen winning me a fantasy football matchup, might I add. Uh, just he was indignant. That, de- that defense, it was amazing. The Saints brought in a lot of new players on defense this year, and they just couldn't hold up. Yeah, because they're the Saints. Of course they couldn't hold up. So, Beefcake, you're not necessarily impressed. Not at all, especially when uh, my 13-time world champion Green Bay Packers oh. went against possibly the best defense in the NFL. Oh. Uh, who Really, they, they did their best, and they put up one heck of a fight. But uh, Ty Montgomery in the running game, and then the Green Bay defense 
who was clearly the star of every game on Sunday, uh, showed up, forcing turnovers, winning field position, and uh, really the only star for the Seattle Seahawks was the one, the only Mr. Blair Walsh. <laughs> Blair Walsh, okay. Well, he was a Minnesota Viking uh, on, on Sunday. The jersey might have said Seattle, but he was playing for the Vikings. Was he ever? He's got purple in his veins right. still. Look, I just want to say a few things. First off, the best defense in the NFC, and the NFL resides in Minnesota. Oh, please. Um, first off, Drew Brees, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. Adrian Peterson, one of the best running backs to ever play. How many points did they score? Not very many. Only nine until garbage time. Clearly an elite defense. Meanwhile, you're impressed that they stopped Seattle. That garbage offensive line, Russell Wilson, super overrated. Uh, they're starting running back as Eddie Lacy. Oh I don't know. God. I, I, I certainly see um, a heck of a team that is, uh, I think we'll hit them a little little later in the program here, um, of how good Seattle really is. Oh, but they're I garbage. Mean, please, Drew Brees is so washed up that Tom Brady could, I mean, he, he looks like a young man compared to this old grizzled veteran this guy is just done he's washed up he's fallen apart and i don't care what pieces you put around him adrian peterson another washed up veteran you know those new orleans saints are never going to put points up on anyone much oh. less the purple people smellers oh, okay i'm gonna, i'm going to stop you there beefcake you had to have been concerned at how anemic the packer offense was in the first half weren't you not at all I knew that, you know, they kept running against that front. It was going to wear them down. They won, you know, uh, the time of possession was almost 2-1 to one in the Packers' favor. Um, there was no way that that Seattle defense was going to hold it up all game. And, uh, th again, like I said, downtown Petey Brown and I were vo there voicing our opinions and uh, helping that defense out. There's no way. You must have been incredibly obnoxious. Professor Pickskin, let's, let's uh, just give your final thoughts on what you were most impressed by in the Purple's win this week? Well, um, actually, this kind of fast-forwards me a little bit because I want to call out my teacher's pet. <laughs> All right? Uh, and you know what? There's a lot of candidates. So in, in a win that impressive of a good teacher's team back pet. Oh, we got to call out the teacher's pet. You mean the brown nosers is what you're saying. I always hated that kid in class. Everyone had that in one of those oh, kids Oh, not in these class. kids. So let me tell you, you could give it to a lot of guys. You could give it to Sam Bradford for his masterful quarterback uh, performance. You could give it to Stefan Diggs for his two touchdown catches, one of which was incredibly impressive. You could give it to Adam Thielen for winning me a fantasy football matchup. You could even give it to the future Rookie of the Year, Delvin Cook, for his 127-yard performance. But the professor knows that football is one of the trenches by the big dudes. And so I have five teacher's pet awards to give oh, out please. to the members of the Minnesota Vikings offensive line who kept the pocket clean and the running lanes wide all night long. Okay. Well, so we've got the, let's go on the record. We've got Professor Pigskin's teacher's pet of the week. That's right. And uh, the all five. cake has his own uh, award to give out. Every week I'll be giving out the Beefcake Bad Boy. <laughs> Which, of course, is named after one of the greatest Packers of all time, Mr. John Coon, who has more grit than anyone Good else I've ever Lord. seen. Bad boy. And, Good um, Lord. The bad boy of this game was, without question, uh, Mr. Mike Daniels, the defensive tackle for the Green Bay Packers, forcing a fumble, the six-yard line, um, and uh, sack and a half, seven uh, tackles for loss, four quarterback hits. The guy was just a one-man wrecking crew. No one could block him. He was unstoppable. You're spouting stats, but I wonder about the intangibles. Um, well, you both gave your thoughts. I mean, both of you must be very happy, though. I mean, there were some warts. 
but uh, for both performances. But you both have to be very happy, and uh, I'm happy both oh, for both of you. Smiling high, and you know, speaking of words, you know, we got to call out the words when we see them. Uh, someone has to go to the doghouse, uh, and honestly, this week, you know who I'm putting in the doghouse? It's not a player, it's not a coach, it's not even an announcer. I'm putting um I'm putting a lot of Vikings fans in the doghouse this week. Ooh. All right, because they're not conducting themselves like true Norsemen or Norse women. All right, you know, like all Sunday long I just heard them complaining about the refs during the Packers game, and you know they probably got a call or two, but that that's what happens. Okay, it's a professional sports, and then during the Vikings games, what do they hear? Like a bunch of bitching about the refs, and it's just like, you know what, you you're like. Your sons and daughters in Norway, you need to, like, strap on those helical horns, pick up your battle axe, stop crying about refs, and just, you know, be awesome, okay? So stop complaining about the refs, guys. The team's great. Now, it, it is typical Vikings fashion to complain about the refs, but, um, you know, unlike most Packers games, I'm actually going to put uh, the refs in my doghouse. Uh, not the no. refs, just the refs, because, uh, Jesus. you know, there were plenty of uh, botched calls, and, uh, while obviously Aaron Rodgers, the magic man, did get several 12 men and offsides penalties that resulted in free plays, uh, being there and seeing the actual, uh, you know, the action uh, in in the stadium, uh, I could tell there were at least five that they missed. And oh. uh, in addition to oh. other holding calls, keeping on, track, wow. you were belligerently drunk. Seattle let's be line. honest. Oh, I absolutely was, but that heightened my senses, and I was able to see things the refs weren't, um, and they clearly botched plenty of calls. Uh, I think we need to bring those replacements back. You know, I'm just saying, I was watching the live broadcast, and Joe Buck, noted Packer lover, mentioned many, many times that the Packers got away with a lot of calls. You take that back. He is not a Packer lover. Oh, he is okay. Most okay, you too. Uh, I, find it, I find it amusing that now Vikings fans have gotten to the point of complaining about the fans complaining about the refs. I'm just saying, it's, when you cry it's wolf about the refs, like... It takes away from the times when you actually should complain about them, like the 2009 championship game when okay. the refs clearly screwed us. I, I just like that we've gotten to that point. And just just an observation. Well, now that we've uh, now that we've gotten hydrated at the water cooler and had some water cooler banter, I think it's time to head to the bar, gentlemen. Oh, you read my mind. Couple yep. beers. Couple Shots. Couple beers. We'll be back, Kings in the North. We're headed to the bar. Welcome back to Kings of the North. Professor Pigskin just about spilled his beer just now. He's so excited about going to the bar. <sighs> Let's drink. He's trying to sneak a he's trying to sneak a can of hams into the bar. Gotta say the bouncer is giving him the evil eye right now as we enter the bar. Have done that before? I think I have actually. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and now. Joe, 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 Joe. Hams is one thing that both the professor and Beefcake can get behind. Cheers, baby. It unites, it unites uh, Minnesota and Wisconsinite. All right, so now that we're in the bar, uh, we're going to use uh, what we order at the bar to kind of get ready for this week's this week's game. So uh, we're going to start off with uh, who did we start off with last week? We're going to start off with the Beefcake. What are you ordering up first? Well, I'm going to start with beer today. Uh, I'm going to order myself. A Bear Island Racer 5 IPA Whoa. for the defensive backs of the Green Bay Packers today. Uh, as we all know, the Atlanta wide receivers are very speedy. Mm. They're going to try to get downfield quickly. And, uh, you know, defensive backs are going to need to be racers in sticking up with them. 
Um, it'll be Devon House, Tamarius Randall, and Quentin Rollins to contain this aerial assault so that 12 can keep pace with the offense while we find our groove. They can keep Atlanta under 24 points. I like their chances with the greatest quarterback of all time under center. To be fair, I always thought that beer kind of weighed you down, but uh, the professor is chomping at the bit to respond. All I'll say is this. If you got an Atlanta wide receiver on your fantasy team, start them. Is it, a, is it Julio Jones? Start him. Is it the fifth string guy no one's heard of? Start him. They're all going nuts. And I think this is a good time to just say that the professor and I are playing each other in fantasy this week. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's a huge matchup. I cannot yeah, wait there's, to destroy There's tension. Him. Just a bit. Yeah, just a bit. Well, hopefully these drinks will help uh, ease that tension. Let's go to the oh, professor. What's order number one for you? All right. I am ordering um, a round of Crown Royal for Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, Randy Moss, and Chris Carter. All right, it's a couple former Vikings great wide Penalty. receivers. Penalty, ineligible <laughs> receiver downfield. Uh, a couple of great Vikings wide receivers. That's a serious penalty. Drinking, drinking, excuse me, drinking with a couple of great current Vikings wide receivers. Uh, for those of you in the know who know a lot about football, like the professor does, you know that pro football focus kind of breaks down players every week and gives them the grade. All right, the top two graded wide receivers of week one of the NFL was Stefan Diggs, number one. Number two, Adam Thielen. So currently, and indisputably, according to math, the Vikings have the best two wide receivers in football. Uh, they're going to toast with a couple of former uh, Hall of Famers uh, as they go into Pittsburgh and just dominate the Pittsburgh defense. Beefcake, the numbers don't lie. You know, I think we had good, uh, good and bad players on both sides of the ball. Both sides. That is outrageous. All right. I, I think you – I hate to say this, but I think you need another drink. <laughs> I sure do. Although, before we do, I'm going to send one over to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, you oh. know, I'm, since they are extremely hungover, obviously, from their Super Bowl 51, um, that's something we can certainly agree on. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, nothing cures your hangover like good old-fashioned water. And uh, – but – they're also going to be having some real, you know, some issues with this game when they get absolutely destroyed. So we're going to mix that water with a little bit of Kharkov. I'm sending them over a Kharkov water because <laughs> there is no better liquid to drink when you're depressed than good old-fashioned Kharkov. Uh, they were almost destroyed by the worst team in football last week, the Chicago Bears. And uh, this is certainly going to sting this week when they get absolutely demolished. Sounds like you really thought this out, Beefcake. But let's go to the professor. Uh, you know what? I I think that's a worthy drink to give them. Like, almost losing to the Bears is unforgivable. They don't deserve anything better than Kharkov. That's just Thank gross. You. Yeah, we we agree on that one. Like, us. Kharkov is awfully affordable too. So that's uh, you're quite a frugal guy, Beefcake. All right. Well, now uh, we're going to the second drink for uh, the professor, and uh, he's already tipsy. All right. I'm uh. Lining up a round of Prairie Fire, which, if you don't know, is basically vodka and hot sauce. Uh, uh, Ooh, baby. Yes, sir. And it's going right to the members of the Vikings defensive line. They played a little bit hot last week, got the breeze a few times, but they need to get even hotter this week. Uh, as, you know, Big Ben is a little bit of a, a tougher beast to take down. Just ask our legal system. <laughs> that, well... I'm not even going to touch that one, but Beefcake, you got to have thoughts on that. Yeah, that's pretty hot, just like the Prairie Fire, so I understand why you're giving them that. Um, but let's be honest, again, even against Drew Brees, they only got four sacks. The guy is slower than uh, you know, any other quarterback in the league. That's an elite offensive line, though. Well, yeah, whatever, absolutely. Elite. Sure, I'm sure it is. Please. 
That like, group up front is so Professor knows. absolutely horrendous. Everson Griffin is way too old. Well, Whoa. well, I think the truth is somewhere in between. Now, Beefcake, you're being far too cruel to... You're not judging things properly, but at the same time, Jared, how can you call someone's line elite after one week? I mean, my goodness. Uh, the, uh, check the tape, you know? Check to all 22. Watch it from all angles. You'll see the penetration. The it's there. It does not show grit. It does not show any of the intangibles, and that is something that the Minnesota Vikings will never, ever all right, false. All right, all right, all right. All right, let's get our final round of the night, um, because after three, you guys are just... You're not you're not ready to. Four have was another. too much last time. Yeah, four was way we'll too much. We learned our lesson. All right, all right. What are you having then? Um, for my last drink, uh, beefcake here. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna order myself up an Andre Extra Brute Champagne for Ty Montgomery. Yes, the starting running back for the Green Bay Packers. Although he's played extremely well last week, he was bottled up for most of the day by that incredible. Uh, Seattle Pardon the pun. That's best in the NFC. Fortunately, that only shook him up a little bit, and sooner or later he's going to explode all over the Atlanta defense, gashing them all over the field. The important part of this game is going to be running the ball, controlling the clock and time of possession, keeping that offense off the field. Ty Montgomery is the one who's going to do it. You really spared no expense on the Andre. Um, definitely it's below the bottom shelf, but uh, go ahead, Professor. What are your thoughts? Well, um, I think it's really cute that you do this whole like Madden thing where you can move a wide receiver to running back and you think it's going to work for a while. Um, but when you play a real defense, and like let's be honest, Seattle's not that anymore. They're a little washed up. When you play a real defense, a purple defense, we'll, we'll show you what's up. Yeah, we'll see what happens. What, week seven I think we have each other? Yeah, we'll see Ty Montgomery sitting on his butt. All right, Professor. You've talked a big game, but what are you having for your final drink? All right, so I've been drinking you know, quite a bit. My bladder is full and it's bursting. So I'm putting the glass on the bar, and I'm relieving myself, and I'm sending it down to Big Ben. Because you know what? Screw that dude. He's the worst. That is you know, disgusting. In this, everyone's, that is a disgusting act. Everyone is so, so angry about like someone kneeling near the national anthem when like we have a rapist playing in the NFL. Screw you, Big Ben. You deserve the worst. And you know what the Vikings defense is, is going to teach it to you. All right? The long arm of the law couldn't do it, but Everson Griffin, oh, he's coming, boy. He's coming. He's also a professor of uh, social justice as well. Um, I'm a master of all fields. <laughs> I think he's got a valid point, though, the professor does. And because, you know, that is, that is nonsense. Here's all I'm going to say. If Michael Vick can come back, um, I think we can show that uh, Ben Roethlisberger has far more grit than most quarterbacks in the NFL, certainly more than Sam Bradford and Teddy Bridgewater combined. So, um, you know, he... He's all right with me, and uh, he, uh, uh, he's certainly going to stand up against that, um, you know, somewhat fearsome Minnesota pass. Well, rush. you can drink some piss, too, then. Wow. Well, I got to say, Professor, I wouldn't believe that you would stoop to those lows and, uh, actually, wow. and actually do something like Very that. Very childish, but and I can't believe he's, uh, you know, in charge of teaching the youth of our country. I tell you what, these, uh, these, these weeks where these two face each other and fantasy it's it's really really savage it's really nasty so um, i think we got to get out of the bar and get these two separated because something these two are about to throw fists i think <laughs> they're punch drunk anyhow we're gonna get out of here and we're gonna move on thanks uh thanks for sticking with us on kings of the north
We're about to enter four down territory where, yes. where champions are made and legacies are defined. And four down territory is uh, four picks, three men, zero regrets. So let's get right into it. And I gotta tell you, this week's category is an absolute doozy. This week's category is sports movies. Let's go. Some absolute, absolutely incredible movies to choose from. I don't know how we're going to do this, but uh, we're going to find out right now. We're going to start off with Professor Pigskin. He has drawn the first overall pick. I can't believe it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, fixes in. Go ahead. I'm I'm not only picking the best sports movie of all time, but maybe one of the best movies of all time. Remember the Titans. Yes. We all knew the... Yes. Oh, it's an amazing movie. Oh, projected man. number one out of the combine. If you haven't seen it recently, go back and watch it. It's hilarious. It's heartwarming. Has great music. Has a good message and a lot of like tough, gritty football. Remember the Titans. Left side. Strong side. <laughs> well, um, Beefcake here, and I've got Beefcake's the got the second pick. I've yep, got go the for second it. pick, and uh, you know, for everything, remember the Titans is for football. This movie is for baseball. That's right. I'm picking your childhood, the best Baseball. one of your childhood, Ugh. The Sandlot. Oh, mm. overall, uh, one of the good most pick. Feel-good movies of all time. Really good and, pick. Uh, possibly one of my favorites growing up. Um, up next, I believe we have Rob with an H. Can I just Obviously. say? Can I just say really quickly that? These are sports movies, and so picking a baseball movie kind of doesn't count because, like, oh, that is absolutely professor. Ridiculous. How can you be that obtuse? There's so much heart involved in baseball. It's very it's, cute. You're you're ridiculous, but we're gonna send it over to Rob. He's got yep. a turn. Rahab, yep. you mean? I've got uh, got two picks, and my uh, first pick is one that I honestly did th- didn't think would be available at wow. number three. Whoa, a little steal here, and that is. The Mighty Ducks. Oh, good pick. Good pick. No, awful pick. Horrible sport. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with the sport. See, that's what you don't get. It's a sports movie that's about heart, and that is... You get a lot. That is sports at its purest, and the Mighty Ducks had heart, and I'll be damned if I'm going to have you disparage their name, especially since they're local. It's not worth winging it if you can't win big. Yeah, well, they learn that it's not all about the W. For the record, I've actually never seen this movie. Take the dive, get indignant, act injured. So many good lines. Yeah, one after the other. Yeah, great great Okay, so that's my number three pick. Yep. And my next pick, my second pick, is one that I'm going to keep with the local theme. And I'm going with Little Big League. (laughs) Little Big League was a movie that really captured my imagination. Um, It made me want to manage and own a Major League Baseball team Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and come up with funny trick plays that would that would fool the sort of uh, the the rank-and-file old-school managers that didn't have imagination like I did. And again, (laughs) heart. The missing element in so many of these. That's the key. Heart. Yeah. That's the key. To, that's that's all my picks are about heart, and um, I think that's why they're going to be better you than yours. Big one. So oh. we're going to go back around to the beefcake now. All right. I mean, a great movie, no doubt, but uh, this one I believe is certainly better. Um, I'm going to take with my second round pick. Uh, I'm going to stick with baseball here. Uh, one of the funniest sports movies of all time. I'm taking Major League. Mm. Major League is okay. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there. Is it ever? Some of the best. Uh, where you go and meet about 90 feet, 
some of the best one-liners in all of sports movies. Willie Mays Hayes. Yep. Willie Mays Hayes. And the whole thing with, I forget his name, but the the home run hitter who can't hit a curveball. and he praying to Juju. Yeah, yep, yep. Yep. And also Wild Thing. Charlie Sheen, who steals the show. Steals the show. To this day, I want to Charlie Sheen in that He's just the coolest. I think that's a great pick. I think that's uh, a great pick, pick right, beefcake, so but let's finish right. things off um, in the second round. I'm coming around, and I'm going, this might be a little unusual, I'm going to the world of golf, picking up a little Happy Gilmore in our lives. Ooh, great pick. Uh, featuring the third greatest Twitter account of all time after the beefcake and I, oh, uh, Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin. <laughs> oh, yeah, play it as it lies. Oh, man. I know, I know Adam's... <laughs> I know Adam Sandler kind of fell off the cliff. Go back to your shanty towns. <laughs> Adam Sandler fell off the cliff, but his earliest work was great, and nothing said it better than Happy Gilmore. What a great movie. Oh, incredible. All right. Coming around on the turn, um, I'm disappointed that there's been so much baseball and no basketball yet, so I'm going to pick the best basketball movie of all time, mm. White Men Can't Jump, starring Woody wow. Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. Uh, it has everything. It has gambling. It has... Um, Woody Harrelson just being awesome. It's hilarious. It's heartwarming. A uh, lot of great basketball scenes. Drama. A pick a ball. So much drama. Incredible it is a great movie. movie. Yeah. White Men Can't Jump. Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipes. Let's go. And finally, I'm going to, spoiler alert, eventually he does dunk. Yes. Which wow. really Man. makes it, again, hard. And uh, both of these actors actually did play basketball growing up, and so the scenes are just very convincing. Oh, that's ridiculous. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to say right now, basketball, most overrated sport in all of the world, clearly. Um, Jump off a you cliff. Know, we're gonna, I, I may. Um, <laughs> we're going to go, uh, for my third pick here, uh, I'm going to go back to the world of football. Got two, bas- uh, two baseball movies here. Going to grab one of the greatest football movies of all time, Rudy. Oh, uh, Sean Astin, classic steel. actor. Uh, steel in the third round here. Yeah, b- great pick. Possibly the greatest, you know, the grittiest Mm. Movie of all time. I mean, this is a hard guy, to argue that. Yeah, this is a guy who's undersized, 100% agreed. You know, worked his way through the ranks and finally, finally gets to play uh, for Notre Dame. And uh, man, it, it, it it's one of those cheer jerkers yeah. every single time. And that scene at the end of Lord of the Rings when Sam picks up Frodo and like carries him out Mount Doom, you can't, you can't help but cheer Rudy during that scene. It's amazing. Well, that's how he got in shape for that. Too. Yeah, he, that's he, right. He, he went on the football tire drills. field. And, and man, oh, those tire drills. That's the only way you can pick up Frodo. Those kidding? tire drills are grueling. All right, Rob, what do you got on the turn? All right, Rob. So my next pick, uh, it's going to be another baseball movie. So much nice. baseball. God, I... I can't deny that baseball does make it for a good, good, good a good movie. The drama is um, out of control. And so my pick is uh, my next pick is uh, Rookie of the Year, mm-hmm. Henry Rowan Gardner. And one of my favorite gags that my brother and I used to watch it constantly, and a gag that him and I will still uh, do is uh, God knows a. <laughs> the manager always messes up the name, um, and again, heart. Oh, heart. It's it's just, heart. It is just I'm over. Having a heart attack over here, Jesus. See, that's what separates you and I. You know, for Professor. such an intellectual, you would think you're would cold like a, and calculating. For for such an intellectual, you think he would enjoy a stat-based game a little more. Um, but Rob, Rob, I believe you still have one more pick. Uh, your fourth overall. Okay. Your last. My last pick is one that um, I think exemplifies heart. 
Ooh. Again, that's been the theme. That's, what's this, that's what this whole thing is about. And so my fourth pick is dodgeball. Yeah. Oh. You yeah. little <laughs> I, I think it's a... Fantastic. Well, it's not nearly new enough to be called a modern classic, but... Well, uh, it absolutely well, is. But it's, let's just put it as a classic then. Certainly. Uh, and oh. Ben Stiller is one of the all-time greats, in my opinion, comedically. He masterclass and uh, Vince I could go on and on yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. a it's it's just very a very funny movie and again you heart. don't have to pay double for a pick that good Rob <laughs> <laughs> yes I do let's all go right. to beefcake all right I'm gonna take my final one and to, to be quite honest I'm, I'm at a loss there's so many great ones on the board here um, but at the end of the day I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, a bit of a, a bit of a crazy one but not only one of the best sports movies of all, one of the best movies out of my favorite decade, the 1980s, with an incredible soundtrack. That's right. I'm taking The Karate Kid. Oh, damn. Oh, that was yeah. my pick. I am wow. the best around. Nice. Sweep the leg. Every day. Sweep the leg. You know, it, it, Man. cheating will only get you so far. You're going to need a body bag. Oh, get a oh, body bag. my goodness. This, this movie just like, you want to talk about heart. I mean, the, the man is on one leg at the end of the movie, and he just—it's—it it gets me every it's time. Gritty. It's gritty. the its the grittiest performance in a movie. Ever. Certainly by Ralph Macchio. Oh, but let's. Uh, well, who let's, is, in in my opinion, one of the greatest actors of all time? Um, two. Okay, let, well, let's, let's, let's finish let up with Professor Pigskin. Honestly, there's so many good movies left. I don't even know which one to pick. You guys left so many for me with well, your with, with all your terrible baseball movies. We only got four Pigskin. Okay, okay. I. Oh man, I, I gotta do it. It's a little cliche, but it's too iconic. Don't do it. Y'all forgot about Space Jam. Oh, there it is. Y'all forgot Space Jam. about Space Jam. Again, basketball, horrible sport. Oh man. First off, what's no. grittier than stretching your arm across an entire basketball court while five 1,000-pound monsters try to drag you down? That is the grittiest what's thing ever. What's grittier than Bill Murray? Yeah. That, fair enough. Right? What was that to you? Bill Murray, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Bugs Bunny, Lola Wayne Bunny. Wayne Knight, a.k.a. Newman. Uh, yeah, right. It's... Speaking of Bill Murray, can I just say one that was uh, left off the board that I really wanted to take with my fifth? Caddyshack. Yeah, that was there for me too. So we could go over and over. A league of their own. All the ones that oh, we missed. Rocky. Yeah. All the Rocky. Well, well, first ones. off, Rocky uh, Four. There's a bunch of them. Well, let's not even get into it. You know what? You yeah. know what? Okay. A professor and beefcake. Let's not. Let's just stop right there, because because we could dive into this sinkhole of all the ones that we missed. Let's just stick with our picks. Again, zero regrets. You're right. Zero regrets. Zero regrets. Okay. Champions don't look back. That is exactly right, and you are a champion. Uh, Professor Pigskin is not. Um, hey. Anyhow, we're going to move on and finish things up when we get back. Thanks for sticking with us on Kings of the North. I'm Rob with an H, here with Professor Pigskin cake and now it's time to take a walk down memory lane just to yeah yeah something we all enjoy from time to time sure. a little reminiscing and with football some franchises are more into that than others so where are we going today Rob well professor 
this last week, just to refresh our listeners, our listener, we went to the, uh, what was it, 2015? Week 17. Week 17. Division on the line. What a great Division on the line. God, and the Vikings so took down the Green Bay Packers yes. in Lambeau. Mm-hmm. And so when we leave our story, we've got the professor riding high, drunk as a skunk. Yep. He's been just celebrating all night. Beautiful but thing. But then, but then next week comes. Oh no. Next week comes, oh, and no. I'll and I'll just turn it over to oh, the no. to the beefcake, and he's gonna Not revel this. in this story. Well, well no, then the week after the 2015 NFC Wild Card round, oh, Seattle Seahawks come to Minnesota uh, outside in the uh, crazy negative six degrees at kickoff with wind chill. I believe it was even colder. Um, you know, you see. Uh, these uh, Seattle Seahawks never having an issue with that. Um, it was a crazy game. Um, un- but somehow, the Minnesota defense uh, took control early and held the Seattle uh, offense to zero points through three quarters, coming in with, I believe, a 9-0 lead at the beginning of the fourth. Uh, and then Russell Wilson doing what he does, fumbling the snap, throwing it deep, and it led to the only touchdown of the game as Seattle goes up 7 Seven and nine, they're still down. And then on the next possession, a classic Adrian Peterson fumble near midfield. Uh, Unfortunately, it only led to a punt by both teams. But then um, the Seattle Seahawks take the lead with 10-9 with about two minutes to go. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater gets the ball at his, uh, I want to say, about 30-yard line. And with some... Help, a little bit of help from the refs oh. here and there. Uh, he drives his team down the field. Conjecture. Intervention. Drives the team down the field to set up Blair Walsh, the Minnesota kicker, oh with God. a 27-yard field goal. We go to Paul Allen on the call. Blair Walsh from 27 yards, left hash. Snap good, spot down. Walsh's kick is up, and it is no good. He missed it. Ah. Are you kidding me? The season can't end oh, like that. Can't end like that. No. But it did. Uh. Professor, uh, I, I, your season ended like that. Oh. Professor, I need, Professor, I need to ask you something real quick. Jesus, um, it still hurts. Was this the most Minnesota thing that could happen to a sports team? It at home in the cold. Uh, I mean, at this point, like. It's such a, I don't, I don't know, like, there's... I mean, uh, clearly they didn't have enough grit. You know, they were in the cold. They, they, the, the better team it was, won, I would certainly say, that day. No, that is erroneous. Ero- Just because some little dweeby kicker who can't... Oh, my God. Sour now, grapes. Mr. Seattle Seahawks was 3 for 3 this Sunday at Lambeau Field. Of course, of course. Oh, okay. It is my fantasy football kicker this week. I, I don't know what to say. Like when this when this play happened, like I didn't react in anger. I didn't yell. I just kind of died inside a little bit. I just kind of sat there, as numb as the players on the field, and I thought I couldn't bleed anymore. I thought this team couldn't rip my heart out anymore than it already has. I was wrong. And uh, it, I was we, wrong. I mean, you didn't. Did you? Do you think you learned anything as a Vikings fan this day? I mean, they they've done this to you. Countless times, quite honestly, where I mean, it, it just it seems all there, and then they just tear your heart out of your chest I, every I l- single time. I like to think I have learned something, but let's be honest, uh, I'm ready to be hurt again. You learned, you learned to drink, that's for sure. Yep, that that's always been something that's been there for you. Sweet and liquor eases the pain. And you're you're a fool in love. 
with the Vikings. You're a fool in love, you'll always go back. Capital F. Yep. And I don't know why. Uh, like, I gotta be that friend that convinces you to, to let them go. I really do. Man, it, it, and I really do feel for you, Professor. I mean, it's, it's one of those situations where I really wish I could just be like, hey, you know what, come over. It, the grass is always greener over here, and I mean, 13 world championships are certainly better it's than zero. Something I mean, to consider, Professor. The grass is littered with puke no, you talk, and No, you talk about stats, Miller you talk about numbers. I mean, the numbers don't lie here. You're a man of numbers, Professor. A lot of these numbers happened in the past, like a true Packers fan. He dwells in the past. Strong words, Beefcake, but uh, that, that's, a, that's quite a memory lane. Um, very, uh, very painful for uh, really, the professor. I really um, thank the Beefcake for he relished in reliving that. But, uh, uh, but th- that's what part of what this podcast is about. Is, so it's, a th- it's therapy, really. It really is therapy. It's cathartic. It's painful. That's part of the, uh, part of the growth process. Um, so with that... Wrap things up next. Thanks for sticking with us on Kings of the North. Welcome back to Kings of the North. Thanks for sticking with us, and we're here at the end. Thanks for uh, listening to us. Gotta say, though, I'm a little unnerved. We just got a voicemail from a very angry football fan. Some, I don't even know who this guy Lunatic. is. I don't know how he has our number. This is not a call-in show. Yeah, that's what's bizarre about it. That's what's bizarre. He called in to us, and we do not have any... Somehow he found a way. Anyway, it's a little blue, so we're going to play it for you at the end of this amazing song. So, you know... If you know the guy, let us know, because we have no idea who this is. We need to get the restraining order against him. Yeah, he really digs into beefcake here, but... Thanks for sticking with us. We're looking forward to next week. Um, who we got? We got the Vikings and the Steelers to look forward to, and also the oh, Packers be. and the Falcons. Two uh, scintillating matchups. And we'll be back next week to go over each of them and uh, really dig into it. Really, really take a bite into it. So thanks for sticking with us. See you next week on Kings of the North. This is Rob signing up for the Beefcake. Dirty Bird, baby. Professor Pigskin. Thanks again. Drink up. Now, on to some actual football here, as I don't want to go off on a tangent. My time is important. I wasn't hired on here to be a goof, as that job is already occupied by that stooge Rob. Now, I know that buggy-whipped arm, bug-eyed freak, the professor, doesn't like blaming the refs for anything, but they absolutely cheated in that Seattle game last week. Karen Rogers throws a pick six and then squeals like a pig caught under a gate. It's me, remember? I can't make mistakes like that. Sorry, Sharon, you certainly can, at least when the game is officiated fairly. If you don't believe me, why don't you ask Trey Wayne, who got that nice game-feeling interception last season at U.S. Bank Stadium. That's right, you done fucked up, A.A. Ron, you gum-bumping sack of snake feces. I see the Packers have now shot up number one on the ESPN Power Rankings. Gotta love those media darlings. Hey, we don't care that your colors resemble boogers and pee. You are that little edge of that good team, and goddammit, we love you. How is Ty Montgomery's 2.8 yards per carry tweeting your team? Why not just sign Matt Aziata? He's available. If you took Ted Thompson's brain and bowled it into a drinking straw, it would look like you're rolling a kernel of corn into a storm drain. Probably the worst GM in football. 
Now, my team actually went and blew out a better team in the Saints the other night, and that was even with the refs against us. If you saw that ridiculous low-hit call when they sacked that blocked-faced piece-of-shit breeze. So I hope you watch that game, Beef Cunt, because the Vikings are coming for you this year. Biggest thing for your team is there are no injuries to the refs. Packers' defense is probably actually worse than the Saints, to be honest. But at least you have Clay, buy me an HGH cocktail Matthews with his $15 million a year cap hit, right? Fucking morons.